Jesus was faced with temptation throughout all of his ministry. And here we see this. He could have just given into that. They, they, they were ready to make him king. He was king by right. He could have taken it like that, but he didn't. Sent them away and he retreated, retreated to pray. And so they go out and they're on this boat and they're facing this big storm. I, I've never been on a boat during a storm. I've been on a boat during rough waters. And that was enough for me. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Manitoulin Island, but we were on the, the Chichamon, the ferry that takes you over there. And uh, it was pretty rough. It was pretty rocky. And you could just see, I, I, I could just remember my, my mom just, just hungered down, just covered, just, just hold, trying to hold on, like, oh, killing the stomach. And then there's me and my dad just eating away. You know, yeah, you, you, you want to be careful. You just start eating away in, in rough waters. Pretty soon you're about to see again what you just ate. Thankfully, we didn't. But there were some who did. So we, uh, so you know, they're there and, and, and they're in this, this rough water and their visibility is gone, right? The disciples, they're, they're, the storm's going, the waves are blowing, nighttime, visibility is gone, stability is a luxury they don't have, and fear has made its way into the, into the hearts of the, of the individuals on that boat. And so when they were in this, this moment of overwhelming fear, Jesus knew it. And so Jesus went out and he met with them and, and he showed again he showed again that he is the true king and he is the son of God. He is the Messiah. He walks out to them and they see him, but they don't recognize him. Again, just imagine the, the storm is, is causing the visibility to go a little wonky. And you can, they've never seen someone walk in the water before. So what do they do? They see someone out in the water. They think it's a ghost. They start, they start freaking out and they say they, they think it's a ghost. And they're, and they're panicking even more now than they were before. And then if we look at Matthew 14, we're going to look into this story. But they, they've, they lost focus. They can't see what's going on in, in, in front of them. And, and if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we can lose focus as well. We can lose focus on our purpose, and we can lose focus on our Savior. And this is what I want everyone to understand this morning, is not to lose focus on Jesus no matter what storm you're in, because any storm can drown you, but only Jesus can pull you up to safety. Matthew 14, 24, Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting against heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on water. The disciples, when they saw him, were walking on, when they saw him walking on water, they were terrified. And in fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called out to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you walking on water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went out. Over, went over the, the side of the boat and walked on water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong winds and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? See, they're, they're, they're panicking. They're in trouble. And, 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 and they see this ghost walking towards them on water. They think it's a ghost. Were they unrealistic to think that way? I don't think so. I don't think they were that unrealistic. Now, yes, they've seen Jesus perform many minute, uh, miracles. And, uh, and, and, you know, they, I could just imagine now, I could just see one of the disciples out there just, all right, hold on a sec here. 
Is that really a ghost? Could be Jesus. Let's just take a look at his track record here. Turning water into wine. Wish I was there for that, but yeah, check. All right, casting uh, demons out of people and throwing the demons in the pigs. Okay, check. Healing the blind, the deaf and the mute. Okay, check. Did, he, did that guy say he was Jesus? Yeah, okay, walking on water. That's a new one. All right, check. Maybe he is the son of God. There he is. Jesus calls out and says, don't be afraid. It's funny when people say that, hey, you're in fear. Don't, don't be afraid, or it, it's okay, or my favorite. Be safe out there. Wow, you know, I was uh, kind of thinking about driving on the uh, sidewalk today, but thank you for that. But yeah, so he sits there and he says, don't be afraid. Peter, Peter looks at him, and the storm is raging. It's getting ready to capsize. And I, just, I love Peter's story, and I just love Peter's journey as he grows and matures to this amazing man of God, he has, these, he has these moments where he stumbles and he makes mistakes, but man, does he just keep trying and trying to work towards God and, and, and just trying to be everything that God has designed him to be. And, and, and he asks this question, and some people believe that he shouldn't have asked that of Jesus. He shouldn't have asked that. He just should have, he just should have went out. But, 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 but Peter here, what he did is a great lesson for all of us. See, William Carey, a, a British missionary in the 1800s, said, expect great things of God and attempt great things of God. Peter, Peter asked something really big of Jesus, and he attempted something really big. For Jesus. And with this miracle, what, what, what was this miracle that, 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 that Peter stepped out in the boat and into the water? And he did it. He, he actually walked on water towards Jesus. He didn't, he didn't just try and fail. No, he actually successfully did it. He was doing it. At the same time, while he was doing it, he also stopped and he started to fall and he started to sink. But why, why was that? Why, why at one moment was Jesus walking on water and then in the next moment sinking to, to his doom? It's because his focus changed. That's why. See, when Peter had his eyes on Jesus, when he had complete focus on Jesus, he was doing something that he could never have dreamed of. He was doing something that on his own strength would have never been possible. When Jesus has our attention, the same is true for us. When we fix our eyes on him, we can do things that we could never dream of or do things that we can never do without him. Listen to Jesus' words in John 14. Tell, uh, I, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Peter asked something of Jesus that was absolutely tremendous. He, he, he didn't ask him to make him rich or powerful. He didn't ask him to do something so that Peter could be glorified. He, 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 he didn't ask him to do something that, that would, would um, benefit him. But what, he, what did Peter want? He wanted to go out and he wanted to see Jesus. And Jesus gave him the power to do it. It's absolutely powerful. That's all Peter wanted. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you. Tell me to come to you if it's you, Lord. Okay, Peter, come to me. 
No wonder God chose him and used him in such a powerful way. The truth is God can and will use us in powerful ways too. In Luke 10, he had sent out the, the disciples to go, to, to, to go do ministry in Jesus' name. And they came back and they were just in awe of what they were able to do because of Jesus. They were just in awe of that. And he's like, look, I've given, I've given you authority over all the powers of the enemy to walk among the snakes. I've given you the power. I've given you authority to do so. Here's the problem that we face. It's the same thing that Peter faced. We let the distractions us take our focus off of Jesus. And when we take our focus off of Jesus, we sink, sink deeper and deeper into a world that's waiting to swallow us up. Peter had his focus, but then what did it say? The winds, the winds made the waves bigger was enough to pull his focus away. He had his focus, and then all of a sudden, you know, maybe it was a bigger wave than he had seen while he was on the boat, and maybe that was enough, just enough to get his look. And then when all of a sudden he realized... Oh my goodness, what am I doing out here? And then he started to sink. We're, 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 we're faced with waves that are all over us. Try to compete for our, for our attention. Waves and thunder and lightning. What are those waves? What are those thunders and lightnings that's distracting you right now? Maybe right now it's the, it's the, it's the corona pandemic wave that's crashing over, that's consuming you, that's making you pull its focus to it. Maybe it's all the social injustice that's going on that's consuming you, that's taking your focus away. What is it? What, what's, what's, what's distracting you? Maybe it's all the nasty political wars and the debates that are going on. Maybe it's, 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 it's the fighting of how to reopen and how not to reopen. Maybe it's unrepentant sin. Maybe it's old addictions that have creeped its way back in. There are different things. There are different waves that are fighting for our attention. You and I are in a world that has no shortage of that. There's no shortage of com competition for attention. And we need to, more than ever, keep our eyes, keep our focus on Jesus. You can realign your focus. You can shift your eyes from the waves of the world back to Jesus where it belongs. If your focus is off of that, and if your focus is off of Jesus and on something else, you can realign by changing your prescription. I, uh, it was, we were moving, and so we were packing, right, finding all these things. And I found these old glasses of mine. I think they were a set that I had when I was in my early 20s. It's like, oh, okay, I'll give these a shot. And I, you know, I put them on, and I realized I still can't see. My, my, my eyesight has changed so much that I, I have to keep going regularly to the doctor, and I have to get my prescription updated so I can see. And a lot of times, I think we need to change our prescription. We need to, we need to, change, to, to improve our eyesight. We need to continuously be looking at our hearts and diving in to God and what he has for us. Look at what Jeremiah says. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. See, you can't find him if you're, if you're looking with old prescription glasses that don't let you see anymore. You can't find him if you're constantly looking at the waves of the world and being consumed by that. Those waves are trying to drown out the light that once freed you from those waves. They're going to come. See, we've given our hearts over to Jesus. He set us free. But it doesn't mean the waves are going to stop. They're going to keep crashing over. And they're going to keep trying to pull you. So you've got you to you change, you gotta change your, your, your eyesight. You've got you to start refocusing and looking to Jesus. 
Another thing we can do to realign our focus is, 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 is not to wait for the storm to clear. Stop waiting for the storm to clear. God will often present us with opportunities in the most inconvenient times. Peter was given an opportunity to do something miraculous. Peter risked everything when he stepped out of that boat and onto those waters. But think about when he did it. When did he do it? He did it at the most inconvenient times. And I mean, like, there's way, like, if I step out on something right now, okay, it's stable. I, I know I'm, I'm going to be fine. Not only is water one of the most unstable things to step onto, but then there's waves. Then there's, and there's crashing, and there's, there's so much turmoil going on. And see, had Peter waited until the opportune moment to step out of that boat, he, could, he would have missed out. He would have missed out on an opportunity to do something that God ordained for him and that he, 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 that he, that he could have done that he would have never done without him. And see, the Israelites, they, they, they did that. They, they were waiting for the right time. They were too afraid to go out into the promised land because the people were bigger than them and they were afraid. So they waited. And guess what happened? What happened to that generation that waited to go in the promised land? They never saw it. They missed out on that opportunity except for uh, Joshua and Caleb. They miss out on opportunity. Don't wait for the storm to clear. If God's given you an opportunity to do something, you do it. Do not wait for the storm to clear because if you wait for the storm to clear, it's already it, it could be, your ch chance could be gone. So don't wait. And also don't wait to call out to Jesus. Peter took his eyes off of Jesus for a second when he started to sink. Obviously, that wasn't the end for Peter. Even though he was sinking, he knew exactly what he needed to do, and he knew exactly who he needed to call out to. Save me, Lord, he shouted. It was short. It was simple. He didn't wait. He didn't add more words than he needed to. Dear Heavenly Father, above and here in front of me, Jesus, I just love you with all my heart. I need you to just save me. No, if he would have done that, he would have been at the bottom. He would have been gone. He didn't wait. He just jumped. He says, Lord, save me. Sometimes we just need to jump out and shout out, Lord, save me. These waves, I've let these waves into my life. I let these, this temptation consume me. God, I don't know what I did, but I need you. Shout out to him. Don't wait. Like I said, there's waves out there that are going to, uh, I was, uh, we, we were having a conversation uh, earlier this week, and there's so much different stuff competing for, does anyone know what TikTok is? I, dis I despise that app more than anything. It just consumes it's so much time. And not only is there's, there's some funny things on there, but not only is there things that you waste your time, but there's a lot of bad stuff on there too if you're not careful. And, 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 and when you allow little things to creep in and, and gain your attention before you know it, it's no longer 9 p.m., but it's 3 a.m. And you're stuck and you've realized, what happened? Where's my time gone? We get caught in these things. We get caught in these distractions. We get caught up in the waves and the thunder of the world. But it's not the end. We can be like Peter. And we can shout out, Jesus, save me. And he'll be right there immediately. With his hand out. Ready to pull you up to safety. We sometimes lose our focus. Maybe you're here today and you've lost focus. Maybe here today you've lost focus on what's important. You've lost focus of Jesus. 
the light that was shining so bright before is now just this little speck because of the storm that surrounded you, because of the waves of distraction that you let in. But it's not too late. You can call out to him today. And maybe you've never called out to Jesus before. Maybe you're sitting here and you're like, I, you know, I, I'm familiar with Jesus, but I've never, I've never called out to him. You can today. And he'll be right there, his hand stretched out, waiting and willing to pull you up into his safe arms. Don't miss out on that opportunity. And don't lose focus. No matter what storm you're in, because any storm can drown you, but only Jesus can pull you up to safety. So Jesus, we just thank you this morning as we get ready to close, God. We just thank you, Lord, that we're not left alone to do our own thing. That even after we've given our heart to you, you don't abandon us. You don't just say, good luck. I hope it all works out for you. I'll see you at the end. But he walks with us and he talks with us and he lives with us. But sometimes we can lose focus, God. Sometimes we can let things in that will slowly pull us away until before we know it, the light is gone and we're wondering, where, how did we get here? Jesus, I just pray, Lord God, that we can all be reminded that no matter what waves around us, no matter what distractions compete for us, you are always there, standing there, right in front of us, calling out to us, come, come to me. Jesus, I just thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for this church. God, just for their, their, their willingness. I just thank you for their, their, their passion, their love for you, for each other. Jesus, I pray that you continue to use us. You continue to strengthen us. You continue to bless us, Lord God, as we reach out to the world and show them the Savior that will pull them out to safety. God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for the car barn who's here today. Is there ready to serve us lunch, Lord God? We just thank you. And we pray blessings over the meal, blessings over our fellowship, that you continue to strengthen us and use us in Jesus' precious, precious name. Amen.